the Art of Leadership Network. Welcome to Lead Culture with Ginny Katrin, brought to you by Foresight, a podcast all about building confident leaders, extraordinary teams, and thriving cultures. The goal is to equip you to lead yourself well so you can lead others better. Thank you for choosing to listen today and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jenny Catherine, your host, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. And today I have really big news. I have been so excited to share with you about this year's culture conference. It is happening on August 11th. So mark your calendars, pull your phone out right now, put it on your calendar. It is August 11th from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. So make the calculation, whatever time zone you're in. It's a half day event dedicated to helping you build extraordinary cultures and healthy teams. And we hosted this event last year in partnership with Vanderblumen and Generis. And every year, I just get more excited about Culture Conference because I think culture right now is your competitive advantage. Investing in your team, building a thriving and healthy culture is what is going to help connect your mission to your strategy that team. They are the linchpin to your success. And so that's what Culture Conference is all about. It's a digital conference. It's all online. And we provide practical talks from some of today's top voices to help leaders change their culture landscape. We really want to help you build thriving teams, cultivate inspiring workplaces, and achieve your mission. You know that is a heartbeat and a passion of mine. And I am so excited for Culture Conference this year. So Registration is now open. Go to cultureconference.org and you can get registered. We have the free event option for everybody. And then there's an all access upgrade pass that has all kinds of extras for a nominal fee. So go to cultureconference.org and check all of that out. Get registered today. Mark your calendar. Plan to watch it with your whole team. Make this a staff event. Make this a team event. Carve out half the day, order in lunch and sit down and discuss all things culture together. I promise you, we have some amazing folks lined up to speak, and I'll tell you more about that coming up. You can check it all out on the website as well. In addition, we have four partners that are joining us. So I want to highlight one of our sponsors for the event. For those of you in church ministry, it's more complex and challenging than ever in a world of growing needs. One need is the care and benevolence solution for community-focused churches. From pastoral conversations, financial aid, resource referrals, and more, One Need bridges the gap between church values and community impact. Their mission is to free churches to serve every person in need with generosity and hope. With One Need, you can respond readily to those in need, assess type of aid, freely provide financial assistance, and form ongoing relationships. You can unleash your church's generosity by visiting oneneed.org. I am so thrilled that One Need is one of our sponsors for the event this year, and you're going to learn more about them. But I want to encourage you to check out oneneed.org to learn more about what they do and how they could partner with you, especially if you are a church leader. Well, today I want to share with you an episode with one of the leaders and pastors that I've had the privilege of working with for several years. 
and is also a speaker at Culture Conference this year. Mark Batterson is pastor of National Community Church in Washington, D.C. They are one church with several locations, and they have been in the heart of the D.C. metro area for over 25 years now. I have a great conversation with Pastor Mark just asking about what leadership looks like in this season. You know, right there in the heart of D.C., they have felt the political tension pretty much their whole existence because they're right there in Washington, D.C., And so he has a lot of just thoughtful insights for us. Every leader, whether you're in the church or you're in the marketplace, you felt the growing tension, the political divide. And Pastor Mark just speaks to that with just some great perspective because it's been more a part of their history and story just by the nature of where they lead. And so we dive into that. We dive into a lot of thoughts about self-leadership and how he's leading himself, what he's learning and how he's leading his team in this season. And he gives us just a little glimpse of what he's going to be sharing at Culture Conference. So I'm glad you're here today. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Mark Batterson. Pastor Mark, so fun to finally have you on the podcast. This is overdue. Long overdue. We have tracked together for many years on the leadership front. You have helped our team navigate some transitions, even a reorg. So it's a joy to be on the podcast. I know it feels, again, it feels way overdue because I've had such a privilege of being connected to you guys through friends for many years, and then a little more involved over the last few years. So tell us about just life at NCC right now and what God's doing through you and the team. Give everybody a little picture of your world right now. Well, you know, our local news is national news because we're right here in Washington, D.C. And, uh, you know, there's a few things happening around here <laughs> uh, say, yeah, on yeah, a yeah. daily basis. Uh, so we are in the middle of, uh, in fact, we might as well just hit the ground running. The uh, polarization and the way that everything is politicized, yes. we, we feel it times two or times 10 yeah, uh, sure. here in D.C. So, uh, so much of culture is fight or flight right now. And mm-hmm. so... We feel like we're called to stand in that gap as peacemakers, grace givers, truth tellers, tone setters. We have no doubt we're here for such a time as this, such a place as this. Uh, As you know, a multi-site church. Uh, We have a campus here on Capitol Hill. We're in the middle of building out a city block. And so, you know, sometimes I have the architect or real estate hat on. That's right. And then I put on the preaching hat, which uh, I love to do. I often say, Jenny, that, I think I get paid to make the decisions that no one else wants to make, but I preach for free. (laughs) Preaching is fun. Although I I will say whatever I say these days, it's never enough and it's always too much. Uh, I bet there's a lot of leaders that that resonate with that right now. It's never enough and it's always too much, right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys have have done such a beautiful job of like, you know, especially when we talk culture on the podcast, we're typically talking team culture, organizational dynamics and so forth. But you guys really do live in the epicenter of culture for our country. And I've always admired and respected what you said just a minute ago of your heart to like sit in the middle of all of that and be able to, you know, because you have you have people that attend NCC from both parties and lots of positions and 
that's a really unique and challenging space. And I think most church leaders across the country got a taste of that in these last couple of years because of the political polarization on key issues with the pandemic. But you guys have lived and navigated that for years. Any words of wisdom you would give pastors that this has been kind of a new issue for them? And not just pastors, even business leaders are feeling the political tension more than they ever have. So that wasn't where I was intending to go, but I think people would really benefit from your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Uh, I think Gordon Fee called it the radical middle. Hmm. Uh, We want to be an equal opportunity offender. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying what's coming to mind because I, I do think like you need a theology of the city. You, you need a Jeremiah 29 where you're seeking the peace of the pro- and prosperity of the city. Um, you're planting gardens, building houses. Like you, you can't just take a quick fix kind of approach. We're not just trying to build a church, trying to bless a city. Right. And so part of that, Jenny, I think is cultural exegesis. Mm-hmm. So we get trained in seminary at biblical exegesis, but what, what is, what are the signs of the time? H- how do we operate with an Issachar anointing? And some of that is just identifying what are the powers and principalities? Uh, are there idols that this city bows down to? And then how do we shift the atmosphere and operate in the opposite spirit? So that there's a lot right there that I, I just threw say, at the wall. Yeah. Um, but this it, it, superficial ministry is not going to get us where we need to go. We really need to understand. In fact, I, I have a, a mentor, uh, Bob Roden, who says what's happening is not what's going on. And, and I love that because yeah. so much of leadership is understanding the subtext and kind of what's beneath the surface. So there's a lot of that happening right now that as we lead in real time. And I would say that social media complicates it. That's right. Yeah. My take is that uh, social media may be the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, (laughs) that that we were not designed to know everything that's happening all the time. That's you blow a circuit emotionally and spiritually. And so we're so overwhelmed by hashtags. And, and, you know, Jenny, we're, we're right. We're totally grieved by any, Thing that's happening that's not of God that and and there's a lot of evil. Yeah. I, I mean, um, there's a lot happening right now. Mm-hmm. So we we do have to keep a pulse on that. But sometimes it can be paralyzing because there's a crisis every day, every day somewhere. And I think I was talking about that very thing with another leader the other day. Of I don't think we were designed to see it all all at real time all the time. Because our emotional capacity to carry that is so, is, you know, just isn't, it just isn't realistic. And, and I think it distracts us from, from being present where we are and what is required of us in, in the place we are. Do, would you agree with that? Yeah. Let's, uh, why don't we park mobile here for a second? Because I think this is where leaders really, really live. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of my leadership maxims is um, true wisdom has two sides, that truth is found in the tension of opposite. So I want to be careful because, uh, well, I sometimes jokingly uh, would ask our digital pastor, hey, the, the Internet, is it here to stay? It's here to stay, right? 
<laughs> um, I have it on good authority. The internet's here to stay. Social media isn't going anywhere. Like the technology, we're not going to blow it up and back up the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be careful because I think we do need to figure out how to sanctify it, how to steward it. What concerns me right now, though, is there's so much virtue signaling. Everybody wants everybody to take a position on everything. Yes. And, and so, but what happens then is it turns it into us versus them. Uh, we, we go into our echo chambers and it's further polarizing. Mm-hmm. And so what's so hard is like, you just can't reply quickly enough. And if you do, you probably don't have all the facts of what's happening. And right. so it's, it's figuring out how we operate in that space. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of baiting, trolling, canceling uh, that's happening. And uh, you say one wrong thing and it's it can be a little bit debilitating as a leader because things have to get nuanced so much more carefully now. So just on that note, like I'm getting stressed listening to myself. So everybody take a deep breath. Everybody <laughs> that's right. take that's a right. deep breath and let it out because I, I think... The kingdom of God is so much bigger uh, than that. We've got to navigate those spaces. But I always remind myself, the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And so that's the good news. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the silver lining sort of in all of this. Yeah. Is that how you lead yourself in the middle of all of these pieces is pulling back up to those bigger promises, you know, what is what does that look like for you? Because I think every yeah. every leader is is wrestling. How do I lead myself, and then how do I lead my team in the season yeah. we're in, the day and age that we're in? Yeah. So speak to that a little bit about how you lead yourself in in this culture yeah. right now. I think two primary things. Um, zoom out. You got to widen the aperture. Mm-hmm. That when I'm frustrated nine times out of ten, I'm really focused on what's not going right or what's frustrating. But you have to flip that and celebrate what you want to see more of. I, I'm a big believer in appreciative inquiry, mm-hmm. uh, figure out what's working and then do more of that. The other thing I would say, uh, along with that zoom out, is enjoy the journey. Uh, this is a lesson learned early in ministry. I, I remember, and Jenny, this is a little embarrassing, but I remember thinking that if we had X number of people or X number of dollars, that then leadership would be so much fun. And so great. I remember and, that as well. I had that, I had that idea at one point along the way as well. Yes. And, and, you know, I think what I quickly discovered is uh, more people, more problems, more money, more problems. Oh, yes. uh, you know, the blessings of God will complicate your life. So you can't wait uh, until some certain age or stage, and then I'm going to really enjoy it. You, you have to learn to enjoy the journey because God is teaching you lessons as a leader right now that are going to lay the foundation. And, and the good news is your ceiling right now someday will be the floor. Right, uh, right, right. And so it's this journey that we're on and it's less about accomplishing the dream and more about who you become in the process. Yeah, that's huge. And I think, again, one of the things I have been always grateful for as I've connected with you is that perspective. I feel like how many, how many years in ministry for you now, Pastor Mark? 
26 years leading National Community Church, although there's a failed church plant kind of right before yeah, that. Sure. I don't even know if that counts or not. Although that totally counts. Yes. Well, thank you. Because I, I do think that uh, nine times out of 10, failure is poorly managed success and success is well-managed failure. So <laughs> it, it really is, God, how are you growing me? How are you stretching mm-hmm. me? How can I become a better leader through, you know, what for many of us has been a really tough season. I know hardly anybody who the metrics are better than they were (laughs) pre-COVID. There are a few anomalies, but I I jokingly, I was, I think I heard Andy Stanley even mentioned that uh, they were at like, uh, you know, they were in that kind of 40 to 60% pre-COVID numbers. And I, I don't know, somehow I, I took a little bit of heart in that, that even <laughs> Andy Stanley, okay, even North Point, like no one's immune to any of this uh, wherever you are. So I yeah. think it is a moment just to, you know, you got to keep on keeping on. It's about long obedience in the same direction, um, but you have to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And I've given myself a few pep talks along For the way. Sure. For sure. For sure. And I do, I think it's helpful. We get, you know, sometimes we can get so fixated on what is not where it was pre-COVID and that can become so discouraging. And then a lot of times when I'm working with leaders, I'll, I'll acknowledge, hey, what you're experiencing is quite similar to every other leader I'm talking to around the country. And there's something comforting about, okay, it's not that I've just completely messed this up or I'm not leading well. We've collectively experienced a situation that has fundamentally shifted, I think, the church in many, many ways and and people's engagement with the church, of course. And the same is true in other organizations and and businesses. Everybody's, Everybody's mission has been tested, maybe I'll say, and how people are engaging with that has shifted for, for many leaders. Mark, what are you noticing about your team and what are you learning about leadership in this season with your team? What's what's unique or distinct about your team right now? Well, we we went a year and two weeks not able to gather by government mandate here in mm-hmm. DC. We were probably a little bit more strict than some other places. Yeah. Well, then then we combined a couple of campuses. You helped us reorg uh, our staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jenny, that's a lot it's in a, a lot short of amount of time to... I. I I sometimes refer to it as uh, it. It's felt like fifty-two card pickup. <laughs> Just take the whole deck of cards, throw it on the ground, reshuffle it, pick it up, and you know. I think the great relocation, the great resignation, the church isn't immune to that. But that's right. not all bad. Um, I tell our team all the time that it's God's chessboard. So we may have hired you, but God called you, and. You know, I think we're going to see that chessboard continue to change. I mean, sure. just the way people are working and uh, we've been remote working a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's okay on one level. But on another level, you got you to gotta bump into people. You got to pinball in the office. You got to, right. you know, collaborate. And so uh, we actually are building out 30,000 square feet of office space that we'll deliver in about a month. And so I'm so excited because our team will be in one place working together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say in this season, Jenny, you have to give a little extra measure of grace. Hmm. 
we say to our team all the time, who you are is more important than what you do. So good. And, and, you know, if a third of Americans are anxious or depressed, there's no way that the staff that we have or the church, church is not immune. Church staff is not immune. Probably a third of our people are really wrestling with those things. So, and, and the challenge there is like leadership starts with self-leadership. So if I'm in a good place emotionally, spiritually, relationally, then, then I'm doing this out of the overflow. And if I'm not, then it's really hard. You can do that for a season. That's right. And I think there are seasons where you have to kind of dig deep. And it's almost like giving God the sacrifice of praise. Mm -hmm. um, you just sort of dig down as a leader. And this is when leaders show up and do the next thing. And I do think God honors that. Sure. Um, but ultimately, we've got to be operating out of a place of, of strength and intimacy with the Lord. Uh, and so I don't know if any of that was coherent. And if it isn't, <laughs> if it isn't then that's a good description of what it feels, feels like. like. I know less and less. I feel like I'm further and further past my pay grade. Hmm. And I'll just even play a little risk chip. I have second guessed myself more in the last couple of years, but, but I would also say I've also learned to kind of trust the convictions and instincts as well. So it's this weird yeah. influence yes. of leadership is uh, not easy, but you just keep showing up and uh, you're kind of the last person standing. <laughs> still here. So I'll yes. keep doing this. Yes. No, I appreciate your vulnerability in that because I think, I think so many of us can resonate with that, that, you know, in some ways I feel less confident in my decisions and the direction. And at the same time, I love what you said about just leaning into some of that sense of conviction and instinct as a leader, because I think that there's been a measure of that required because the landscape has just shifted so much. In the last couple of minutes that we have, you're going to be one of our speakers for Culture Conference, which I'm so, so, so excited for. And we're just opening up registration and, and telling people about the conference. But I would love for you to just give us a little sneak peek of what you're going to be sharing. You really tapped into this idea of self-leadership and then some things that really help shape culture. So would you give us just a little sneak peek of what you're going to share at Culture Conference? Yeah, I, I, I've been kind of beating a drum these last uh, few months that you, you have to stay humble, number one. I, I think if you stay humble and stay hungry, there's nothing God can't do in you or through you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just blowing smoke here. This is not false humility because false humility is as dangerous as pride. Sure. But, you know, I think Jim Collins calls it level, level five leaders. That's the least common denominator that you've got to stay humble. And so I share a few definitions of what that looks like. Uh, one of them I got from a friend of mine who is the former Homeland Security Advisor to the president. He manages crisis in his sleep. And I love what he said. He said, I reserve the right to get smarter later. Hmm. That is so freeing as a leader. Like yeah. if you have to have every answer in real time, good, good luck with that. In fact, That's right. I think one of the greatest things you can do as a leader is quickly admit those mistakes and your trust trust level will go up. That's right. And so that's, that's humility. And then uh, stay positive. 
oh, Mark, that might, that's just personality. No, 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 no. I'm talking about positivity based on the promises of God and the character of God. Mm. Uh, just a reminder, it was 10 negative people that kept Israel out of the promised land, cost them 40 years. 10 negative people. As a leader, you've got to figure out how to manage some of the negativity. And the fact that now pe people don't just gossip. Now it can go on social media and thousands of people can enjoy that side that's conversation right. and sideways energy. So, that's you know, huge. I wish it wasn't true, but leadership is managing perception. And so po positivity, I think, is critical right now. Um, mm -hmm. We share wins at the beginning of every meeting. And so I share a little bit about that. And then finally, uh, stay calm and carry on. Uh, I love Edwin Friedman, this idea that leadership is being a non-anxious presence. And uh I think emotional intelligence, you, you don't necessarily learn that in seminary, mm -hmm. but that's going to be the primary factors that really result in how far you go as a leader, your ability to read hearts, read rooms, kind of resonate. Oh, I just picked something up that was so cool. Uh, someone in our church, uh, Chick-fil-A operator, I think, the way they teach their team like when they encounter different energies is with emojis and they try to figure out what, what is the energy or emoji of the person that I'm serving right now. And then they try to plus one. So in, in other words, like if you, if you encounter someone who's a little seems tired, lack of energy, like you can't go fire hose on them. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. So I just, I am always trying to pick up tips and tricks and Jedi mind tricks and other <laughs> things that will help me as a leader. I, I was hanging out with a college president uh, at Vanguard, Dr. Mike Beal, and he, he just gave me one of these little things that I love. You know, a lot of people will walk into a university if their kids get in trouble and their kids are perfect in their mind. Of course, so it's yes. more about the university, but I, I love what, what Mike said. He said, I'm not going to ride the emotional elevator all the way to the top floor, but I'll be here when you get back. Like this That's is a brilliant. wonderful leadership maxim. Don't ride the elevator right now. Everybody's hopping on the elevator and riding all the way to the emotional top. Yes. I think as a leader, uh, you don't ride the elevator. You just stay calm and carry on. And so that's that's a little thin slice of some of what I'll talk about uh, in the conference. I can't wait. That's so, so good. I love that visual of don't ride the emotional elevator. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. goodness. Can I resonate with that? That's so, yeah. so, so good. Pastor Mark, this has been a joy. Thanks for taking a couple minutes to just share with us and speak into so many leaders. We're really, really grateful for your faithfulness and leading and serving and investing in so many leaders. So um, best way to stay connected to you. Yeah, I am on social media. Uh, of course, Mark we all Batterson, are. <laughs> uh, but then markbatterson.com. And uh, yeah, Jenny, thank you. Thank you for being a voice of authenticity and positivity and just leading leaders and, and helping us kind of weather some of these storms we've been going through. And thank you for the focus on culture too. That's mm -hmm. the, that you, is man. the end game. That's going to solve a lot of problems before they start. So Absolutely. absolute joy to be with you. Well, we, I am super grateful. Thank you. And uh, thanks for making time for us. We'll
hopefully have you back again soon. Sounds good. God bless. All right, friends, if you're like me, I wished we'd had another hour for that conversation. I felt like we just started pulling on some threads to get Pastor Mark to share with us uh, just all that he's thinking and how he's growing as a leader. And I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to register for Culture Conference at cultureconference.org. And you're going to hear from Pastor Mark. You're also going to hear from some other amazing speakers, including Marcus Buckingham, Nona Jones, Christy Wright, Jeff Henderson. Tim Stevens from Willow Creek Community Church, and a host of additional speakers with just great insights into how do we lead healthy cultures today. So go to cultureconference.org to check that out. And just one more comment about our sponsor, One Need. See, generosity shouldn't have to be a game of defense. One Need frees churches to serve every person in need with generosity and hope. They partner with you to provide pastoral connection, financial aid, resources, and more, because unhindered generosity means eternal impact. So to unleash your church's community impact, visit oneneed.org. I hope you will check them out. I hope you'll also go to markbatterson.com to learn more about Pastor Mark, check out his sermons and his books, and then be sure to register at cultureconference.org and mark your calendar for August 11th. I can't wait to join you there. Thank you for listening to the Lead Culture Podcast with Ginny Katrin, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at getforesight.com. That's the word podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to quality podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from Lead Culture with Jenny Katrin. Your comments mean the world to us, so please consider taking a quick moment to rate and review our podcast. Remember, you need foresight for success. We'll see you next time.